Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and what a great time of worship and celebration on Easter. I'd say, and seeing people that you hadn't seen for months. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Beautiful really, weather. I missed them. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Um, the the place um, was just um, streaming with people. We loved that. Uh, last year wasn't uh, as such, and and it hurt. Yeah, this we, year, uh, man, oh man, our hearts were beating together, and, yeah. and what a neat and awesome time together. Uh, what what was your? Uh, I mean, I know that you just shared it, but the community. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest emphasis for this Easter, it wasn't was. it? Yeah, the yeah, community. And in, in getting fact, ba- getting back together. Yeah, uh, in fact, we the, we felt like the Lord was emphasizing that with the worship songs that we were doing yeah. that day. And um, we started off with um, uh, a song that was uh, kind of there at the end. We're free, free, forever yeah. we're free. And we get into that, and it's like that we're just joining in in, in, a, in a, uh, a way to just sing it out and to chant it out and to reverberate it as community. Yeah. And then uh, then we ended up with the song that uh, you rewrote. The Easter Shanty. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Oh, my, that was fun. And we had a great time, and, and the people embraced it. Uh, so yeah, many they people. did. They really, they really did. They were getting into it. And the, and, uh, now, can I be honest with you? I, I mean, I know that I've already been honest with you, but, but I'll be honest with our listeners. When you first brought this to me, I, I was already skeptical. I'm like, my God goodness how are we going to do this on easter <laughs> how are we going to do a sea shanty on easter you know but here's the great thing about our relationship guys um when eddie uh, will bring some crazy stuff across my plate and and then it and then it encourages me to get creative and encourages me to to look beyond the boundaries and encourages me to think okay first of all lord are you in this and that's what I did. I prayed about that and said, Lord, th- this is way beyond me and my thoughts personally. So what do you want to do with worship? Because I have my own presuppositions or, or, or thoughts. Well, it didn't seem like worship at first. Right. When you think about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Especially Easter. Right. Yeah. So, but Crossroads is different. And well, that's, that's, what's, that's what's made us who we are. I do believe. Already gives me the freedom to think beyond the box. And, and I appreciate that so much about Crossroads that that um, if you've come from a traditional church and you're a part of our Crossroads um, community now, you'll recognize that this is not traditional. <laughs> you, yeah, you, because a lot of places they would say, Pastor, you need to go pack up your office. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 then, and then we go back to different thoughts of like, and I, I will say this, in the process of thought, praying, deciding working through how we're going to do this what's what could really be embraced where do we put it in the service all of these things if we do do it um i was reminded of of john wesley and and others that took old pub tunes and bar tunes right that's where the music come from and and they changed The the words and guess what they are now today yeah our hymns. Sacred hymns. Sacred hymns. If you're coming out of traditional uh, churches and you're hearing this for the first time, guess what? You're singing bar tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's just the way it was. I mean, that's that is the story of multiple songs yeah. of our hymns. Yeah, it's just not one or two. And you know what people do to this day? 
to this day, there are still some that say it's the hymns or no hymns, and it's godly, it's God, you know, whatever. And there, it's like others that say King James is the only way. Yeah. Well, the only reason why King James Version is out there is because King James said, redo it. Yeah. Redo it so that in English I can... Now, it's we... great stuff, but these and thous all came not from... from directed from... It came from, from 1611 English. That's it. That's it. We so, don't speak 1611 English. If it's God inspired, and, and, and I believe it is, but it's not the only translation. No. No. Same thing with the only songs that we can sing in church are hymns. And I know I'm on a soapbox right now, but this was going through my mind. But I have heard over and over again from different people, more progressive, if you will, say, why should the devil have all the good music? Yeah, well, exactly. And that's a, there's a song. There's a song out there that, that that's a little older uh, uh, that, that sings that, you know. Uh, well, who wrote that? I don't remember who it was, but I, I just remember th- n- uh, hearing that, you know, that. I'm, I don't remember. Well, I'm going to have to look that up later on. But anyway, you know, I love these conversations because we we get we get these questions that we ask ourselves, and uh, sometimes we have to look them up. But I won't be doing that today during the podcast. But it just to move on beyond this is to say, if it gives God the glory, if it gives Him the authority in it and it presses into our hearts and it pulls at the heartstrings now some songs will do it in a different way yeah and some songs and i don't want to give you i I want to give you guys a little bit of a hint about the way that i look at worship when i bring the types and the forms of songs um there's horizontal worship like we're stepping into um the uh in the old testament the, the temple was set up to where there was the outer court there was the inner court, mm-hmm. and there was the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. The outer court was when where people and children and, and, and uh, men and women were able to come in. And they were, they were bringing in their sacrifices, they were bringing in the different things, and they were bringing in their lives. And they were saying, oh, the Lord has done this for yeah. me. And they were coming in and worship. What has happened with you when this is this type of worship? Mm-hmm. So it's horizontal. It's people to people, right? But they're talking about God. Then it goes into the inner courts, and, it's, and, and then there's the where the expression where it was saying, look what God is doing and what he's done, and Father, we give you the authority, we give you the praise for this, and, and Lord, we just lift this up. So it's vertical and horizontal. Yeah. And then when you go into the Holy of Holies, where the priests were at, right? They're only the ones that were allowed in there at that time. Yeah. Then it's vertical, Yeah. straight up. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, nothing, uh, it's nothing horizontal at that time. It's just straight up to him. And it's that. So as I think about worship songs and I think about getting all that scheduled you know, of a Sunday, sure. these are the th- types of yeah. thoughts I come across in my mind. And, and it was just a great time of worship. Well, and then uh, to add to it was Josiah on the accordion. Oh, yeah. That really added a lot. Uh, of, uh, give you a little yeah. secret. Give you a little secret to those listeners out there. Josiah looked at it, held it, and played it for the first, first time, time on Wednesday of before Easter. Yeah, he's, t- he's gifted. And so yeah. he, he, he spent about 30 minutes on it. Then, because of school and work and everything else, he came back and started to work on it. Put his hands on it, I think, one more time. Oh, man, minimally. I don't even know if he spent 15 minutes with it on Oh, no, no, no. Saturday he did. He spent yeah. about an hour, yeah. didn't he? About an yeah. hour, maybe an hour and a half. 
That's right, during our practice. Yeah. And then on, on Sunday morning, finished up uh, during our practice and let it rip. Yeah, he did a good job. And what accordion is that? That's, That's, that was my Diana's father's accordion. Isn't that uh, awesome? Yeah, it's beautiful. Awesome. Pearl, it's pretty. Great pearl. Well, and then uh, uh, we joked about this in a way, but before my mother died in 58, about 56 or 57, she stuck me in accordion lessons, and I hated it. <laughs> I was trying to get you Man, to play it on I, Sunday. I know. I, I, I didn't even want to touch it. <laughs> you know, it brings bring back, back memories. memories. <laughs> Man, I hated that thing. But after she passed, my dad, we got rid of the accordion and moved on. So <laughs> that's the skinny on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, Josh and I laughed about it. I said, we hear accordion music, you think a polka. Yeah. You know, but nonetheless, yeah. it was perfect. It was yeah. just perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we're so glad that, um, that really, honestly, we can, t- we can tell you that because of that community thought that God had pressed into our hearts, and as we began to think about it, and, and, and I realized that the Holy Spirit was leading me to definitely use it, I was then able to then place it through. I was I, I asked some others and, and talked about it a little bit, just kind of talking it out. What do you think about where we should put this? And, and as we realized there at the end, and, and allowing you to talk about that and, and why we were doing it yeah. uh, was the appropriate measure of ending up in community. Yeah, people were... They're singing. They were. They, they got were. into it. They were, um, and, uh, and and so um, very fun, but very appropriate in so many different ways. Um, yeah, it wasn't forever the song in the middle where we sang with the gals. Yeah, it wasn't that, but that was more holy, holy, yeah. right? That was more. But it was on the other side of saying, as we are stepping back out of the inner courts, out of the outer courts, as we were yeah. leaving to say, look what God has done through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, his son, in such a wonderful yeah. celebrating way. So anyway, there's our thoughts on the old Easter shanty 2021. And uh, uh, thank you, Pastor, for being obedient to the Father. Uh, sometimes you have to stand alone on something. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to kind of say, you know what, I have, I have a feeling on this, and I have a sense that I need to bring this to yeah. you. And I appreciate you doing that, being obedient yeah, to well, the I'm Spirit. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Well, before we get started in on this very podcast uh, subject of uh, Easter's message, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so much that you don't give up on us. You continue to help us work through certain situations and things. And whatever the measure, you allow us to uh, go about things. You even give us such grace that we make mistakes after mistakes, but you, you, you stay constant. You're faithful. And Lord, as we stay obedient, we realize that our hearts connected with yours are maintained in the beauty of the essence of ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether we are one-on-one with someone else and and your spirit nudges us to, to speak of your heart and of your ways, or whether it's in a large group, Lord, you allow us to reflect you as we stay obedient to you. Lord, thank you, because we've seen that in Easter through this last time that we've gotten together. And it's through your word, as Eddie presented it to to us, uh, about faith and about these things, that what are we going to do? What's our reaction to the resurrected Lord? So, Lord, I pray that you'd bless this podcast now as we speak about it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, pastors, talk about this a little bit. Uh, Easter Sunday morning. 
What is your reaction to the resurrected Lord? That was the title. Well, I think, you know, to react is an action performed or a feeling experienced in response to a situation or event. And the event is uh, that Jesus rose from the dead, that he defeated death. It's why I'm a believer. It's, it's why I'm a Christian and not anything else. Because as we think about our Lord, he's the only one of any of the founder of the major religions in the world that come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that defeated our greatest enemies. So right. why would I want to follow anybody else? What what do they have to offer, actually? Right. They, don't, they don't offer me abundant life or eternal life. Right. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, how how I see that. And in John 20, there, there, you know, like I said, there were four reactions. And I, I started out and talking about uh, the disciples cowered in fear, even though Jesus told them he was coming back, this, that, and the other. And it, I think it was a shock right. to the system. They were, uh, I think, at first they was almost afraid of him till he said, "Peace be with you." But but the the four reactions. The first reaction was Mary. It was feeling his believing. You know, she was emotional when she saw Jesus, and um, uh, she didn't know him at first. I, I think that's, you know, that's that's something to really ponder. Um, in a sense, is why she didn't know him. Uh, I don't know, it's because of his resurrected body, but then he said, don't touch me. I, I haven't ascended to the Father. But what what's the most interesting point with that, and I don't even know if I brought that up, she didn't know until he said her name. Mm-hmm. And I think that in, in life, as when we come to Christ, we don't know him until he says our name. The Holy Spirit, alive in us, we might have heard of Jesus, but we don't know him. And then we know that he knows us, if That's that right. makes any sense. No, it does. So Can it, I just yeah. interject something sure. here? I was doing my devotion this morning, and I came across uh, Oswald Chambers. Well, I love Oswald Chambers' oh uh, yeah. devotions, and I use it... Um, uh, most frequent, and um, this is this is a very telling, and I really I, I just feel like I want to share the whole devotion with you. It doesn't it won't take too much time, but it'll take time enough because it speaks directly into this very thing. The title of this devotion is called "Why We Lack Understanding." Okay, so we're talking about reaction. Mm-hmm. Talking about okay. In Mark nine nine, uh, this is where he kind of takes the the verse context. He commanded them that they should know, they should tell no one the things they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. As the disciples were commanded, you should also say nothing until the God, the Son of Man, has risen in you. I hear that. Until the life, uh, until the Son of Man has risen in you. Okay, until the life of the risen Christ so dominates you that you truly understand what he taught while here on earth. When you grow and develop the right condition inwardly, the words Jesus spoke become so clear that you are amazed you did not grasp them before. In fact, you were not able to understand them before because you had not yet developed the proper spiritual condition to deal with them. Our Lord doesn't hide these things from us, but we are not prepared to receive them until we are in the right condition in our spiritual life. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. John 16, 12. We must have a oneness with his risen life before we are prepared to bear any particular truth from him. Okay, this is, it's deep, you guys. You might, this, all his stuff from Oswald is deep. Anyway, do we really know anything about the indwelling of the risen life of Jesus? The evidence that we do this 
do is that his word is becoming understandable to us. God cannot reveal anything to us if we don't have his spirit. And our own unyielding and headstrong opinions will effectively prevent God from revealing anything to us. I'm going to repeat that. And our own unyielding and headstrong opinions will will effectively prevent God from revealing anything to us. But our insensible thinking will end immediately once his resurrected life, resurrection life has its way with us. End of quote. Tell no one. That's from Jesus, right? From that scripture. Hmm. But so many people do tell what they saw on the Mount of Transfiguration, their mountaintop experience. They have seen a vision and they testify to it. But there is no connection between, between what they say and how they live. Mm-hmm. Their lives don't add up because the Son of Man has not yet risen in them. How long will it be before his resurrection life is formed and evident in you and me? Mm-hmm. Okay, the reason why I wanted to share that is because we need to hear this. What you talked about on Sunday is what is our reaction? Okay, we sense and understand he was, he died on the cross, he resurrected. He was resurrected. Now, we have, a, we have this, this beginning thing. We have number one. We talk about the feelings. Then you go into talking about the seeing is believing, right? Mm-hmm. This, these things of faith. These things of, of not so much faith without sight. It's, it's because yeah. of, right? The feelings because of. And we, and we determine it whether or not it's on a certain plane. Without... Mm-hmm. Without seeing, do we have faith? You talk about that later on. But here's the thing. When we listen to that devotion, what really struck out, stuck out on that is how many, how many of us are just surface? Yeah. Have we embraced that resurrected life into our lives and said, Jesus, I want you oh, yeah, first. And you can't live on feelings. You have to go deeper. That's it. Because feelings are either good or bad. They're just there. That's right. You, and if we feel like we need to continue and... Okay, I'm not going to go where I want to go right now. But if we continue to go to places where we just feel the presence of yeah. God, then, and, and that's the only time, and we don't yeah, embrace the fact yeah, that the exactly. Spirit of God in our lives, when we wake up, when we lie down, when we're in between all things, then we better check ourselves. Yeah. yeah. If it's just here on Sunday mornings, and you got a certain feeling that's happening, yeah. but in the rest of the world, you're living like crap. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, that's, then that's, what is our reaction? It's a life change. Go ahead, Pastor. Speak. Yeah, and that's that's true. And in that second reaction, the first one was feeling the reaction. The disciples was seeing is believing. They had to see it. They had to see Christ, and then I think it freaked them out when they first saw him. When therefore it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut, where the disciples were. This is verse nineteen, John twenty. For fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. I'm sure that it really, even though he told them he was coming back from the dead, I mean, in that clip it showed him just appearing before them, I'm sure. But then I'm sure they they was probably glad to see him then. And their third reaction was Thomas proving his believing. you got to show me, Lord. i got to see scars. Mm. (laughs) I'm not going to, even though you're here, 
I still, because that's what he said. He said, I want to see, I want to see your hands. I want to see your side. You know, I want to know if this is a real deal. And so, and, and actually, and he did. Yeah. And so here's the thing is before we go into the last one is, is what you talked about last week, the miracles. <laughs> so here we are in this day and age. And we talk a little bit about these big, huge miracles, right? We talk about the things that you had mentioned and, and yet where's our faith? Where's the understanding? Oh, do I have to see and feel and, and in a sense, taste uh, Jesus and to really embrace him. Right. right. But you go into number four there. Yeah, and then, you know, and the problem is with people, uh, with the faith, they want it to pass their test, and uh, they want it to fit their lifestyle. We don't tell God. He tells us. We don't write the rules. We don't write the steps to follow. He does. That's right. And if they don't line up with ours, sometimes we get a little miffed Mm. on the deal, but that's not the way it works. And then, like you said, the last reaction was the future followers, which is us, trusting is believing. That is the point. Faith is not something you can uh, see. That was what Thomas he was empir- he was an empiricist that believed that if you can't sense it with the five senses, it's not real. All right, and that's we believe on the Word of God. We believe the Holy Spirit is who is within us, you know, and that's what we believe. You can't you can't touch it or see it. You just know it's there. Right, and to non-believers, that makes no sense at all. But that's trusting, it's believing, and that's what, you know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's why we believe what we believe. The fourth approach to the Christian life is best trust in, in believing. Jesus wants us to rely on him without having to feel, see, or prove anything. This leads to the two reasons for John's gospel, that we may believe and that we may have life. Verses 30 and 31 says, Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And of course, he gives us two kinds of life, abundant life here on earth and eternal life in the, uh, after we leave this place. So that's, you know, here, here was the final application to that. First, subtract facts from faith and you divide your strength. If your faith isn't grounded in fact, you have a faith without any foundation at all. Secondly, Add sight to faith, and you multiply doubts. That was Thomas's problem. He had to see for himself. He had to touch the scars. He was living by sight rather than by faith. And then, you know, Jesus said, Blessed are they who do, did not see and yet believed, and that's us. That's verse 29. And that, that's the final application. Mix faith with nothing but the truth, and you have life in his name. And, you know, like I said, he offers us two, two kinds of life. Uh, but the reaction of Mary, feeling is believing, the disciples seeing is believing, Thomas proving is believing, and then for future followers, trusting is believing. And that, you know, and that's when I, I, I just, you know, you beg people on your knees that this is the most important decision that you'll ever make. Right. And then Diana gave me this devotion from Lakato that I interjected. Uh, that I it made so much sense being it was Holy Week. The final prayer of Jesus was about you. His final pain was for you. His final passion was for you. Before he went to the cross, Jesus went to the garden. And when he spoke with the Father, you were in his prayers. And God couldn't turn his back on you. On the eve of the cross, Jesus made his decision. He would rather go to hell for you than to go to heaven without you. So that's 
<laughs> so uh, there's a man and a man. Yeah, I, know. I I believe that sometimes in in Easter uh, and even in the process of speaking about resurrection and of the crucifixion and all of the process in which um, our hearts can be hardened to a level that we forget to embrace it the way we need to. Yeah, because we say, well, we've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that, 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 that happens a lot. But, it does. you know, the Christian life and the, the Bible is rote. That's right. But, man, there's so much new stuff you learn every time you read a passage. You could read a passage 50 times and the Holy Spirit would inspire it in a different way. That's right. That's the point. It's the living, breathing Word of God. If that be the case, it'd be just like any other book that you read once and put on a shelf and say, yeah, I've already read that. Right. That's the point. But the reason why it has stuck around for years and decades and centuries is because it was Holy Spirit. It's God-inspired. (laughs) God-inspired. Through the Holy Spirit, working in the people to pin down and to acknowledge these things, these happenings. Um, there, you're going to hear many voices in your lives to think differently about what you've, quote-unquote, always been told. I've always been told that this is the Word of God and this is that. Well, yes, but, you know, they, they didn't put this book in there. And they didn't, they, you know, that was man's decision not to do this and do that. Yeah. See, God works through men and women, and God will continue to do that. And the voices will try to de- derail you. The voice that you need to hear is the voice of God. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So take time before you make any action or reaction and make sure that it's of the Lord. Yeah, there's, there's, four, there's four voices. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And the flesh has been our old nature. And then the fourth, verse is, or fourth voice is the Holy Spirit. And that's the one we need to be listened to. That's but it. these others don't shut up. Train you can't silence them. That's right. But you've got to train your, your ear ears, yep. to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking. And, and, that, and that works through uh, the, the, the nudges and, and the ways that he can speak through the scriptures, the, the, the essence of, of your spirit connecting with the Spirit of God. Yeah. Okay. So we're going on into uh, Hebrews 10, 32 through 39. The title of this message Sunday is The Triumphs and Tragedies of Faith. There's erroneous ideas about the Christian life. Many people are plagued with misconceptions about how Christians should act and feel and be. These misconceptions fall into four different categories and are voiced by Christians and non-Christians alike. One, regarding passivity. Christians are followers of Jesus, therefore they should be meek, mild, and passive. Two, regarding persistence. Christians are people of faith, therefore they should never doubt or become discouraged. Number three, regarding perfection. Christians are totally forgiven and are new creatures in Christ. Therefore, they are free from their humanity and marks of imperfection. And in four, regarding protection, Christians know God. Therefore, they are shielded from hardship, calamity, and tragedy. And those of us who have been in the faith knows that they aren't true, but they're misconceptions. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, going, to, we're going to get into that, actually. Uh, we're going to look at them uh, one by one, and that's where we're going. You know, and, and that... Like I said, again, that Hebrews 10, 32 through 39. So if you listen to this, uh, talk about, uh, read that and talk about it. It's talking about endurance uh, in the faith. You know, um, but we are not of those who shrink back 
to destruction, but of those who have faith to the pres pre preserving of the soul. That's that 39th verse in that um, in that passage. I'm not going to read that whole passage. So if you you know make sure you you know the theme of Hebrews 11 is endurance, and that's what that's this is what that's talking about uh, now. But going back to uh, I, I regress, I guess as we looked at those four misconceptions. I'm going to answer those now. I think that I need to answer those before I go on. First, Jesus stood firm against his critics. He wasn't passive, and he didn't allow people to walk all over him. And the the clip that I'm using is in the temple. Yeah. He wasn't passive in the temple. No. The money changers were in there making money, and they were abusing uh, their privilege, so to speak, when you talk about the outer courts. Second, Christians are human, and like anyone else, teeter from time to time on the brink of uncertainty. Some even fall headlong into the deepest and darkest of depression. Thirdly, Christians will still have a sin nature after they've been born again, so they still struggle with sin. And then fourth, Christians can and do experience calamities of every kind. God does not build a bubble over us. And it's in those times of calamity and trials that our faith is, is strengthened. Uh, and we know that if we have any or not. You know, it's like this vaccine for COVID. Uh, we've all been vaccinated and... Um, we don't know whether it works or not, but if we never get in, we're, we just assume that it's working, you mm -hmm. know, if that makes any sense. But, mm -hmm. And then I, I go into talking about historic names and roles. When I talk about some of the uh, monuments that we built in America, like the Vietnam Memorial and Diana and Frank's brother's names on that. And then because Hebrews 11 goes into that, and he says in verse 32, and what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell a Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah of David and Samuel and the prophets. And that list goes on as we think about heroes of faith, especially those that have been martyred and went through tremendous uh, uh, stress in their life. Corey Tin Boom, Jim Elliott, Hudson Taylor, and on and on and on, uh, you know, have experienced a lot of uh, terrible things in their life, but they held true because of their faith. And then he talks about, he, he gives illustrations of two uh, extremes. And the first one was triumphs of the faithful, who by faith, I mean, this is an amazing passage here in verses 33 and 35, talking about heroes of the faith, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, Became mighty in war, but foreign armies to put foreign, arm foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. But then he goes into the tragedies of the faithful. So he goes from the triumphs to the tragedies. And when we talk about those two extremes, here's the other one. And in verse, you know, he goes on in there in, in chapter eleven, in thirty-five through thirty-eight. And this is the part we'd like to skip over. But, but, but he's showing both sides of the coin, so to speak. And others were tortured, not accepting their release, in order that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in the deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. Mm -hmm. 
Now, out of those two, I'd want to be in that first group. <laughs> but we don't get to pick that. Yeah. That, that's what he's saying. He's saying that, that faith is, is, is valleys and it's mountaintops. Right. And you can't live the whole time in either one. But then, you know, oh my goodness, I'm talking about uh, amazing. It's, not, it's, a, it's a tough read. It's John Fox's Book of Martyrs that he goes from, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the disciples on up until like Queen Mary, Bloody Mary in England and people being burned at the stake and uh, that kind of thing. And how many people have died for their faith? Yeah. They weren't rescued. Right. They they stayed the course because, uh, as we've already read more than once in Hebrews about Abraham, who looked ahead, he looked beyond mm -hmm. this life into the future, what was ahead of us, you know. So, our history as human beings from the beginning in the garden, when God breathed eternal life into Adam's nostrils, has been filled with triumphs and tragedy and way too many atrocities and crimes against humanity. And we know that to be true. We've seen that. We continue to see it. And then um, practical impact today uh, is the in the drama of redemption, God has included triumph as well as tragedy. There are those who stand center stage, bathed in the limelight, who thrill us with their heroic deeds and satisfy us with their lives, live happily ever after. There are those whose lives are plotted with pain on a downwardly sloped storyline to tragedy. So, and that's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's all in God's plan. And we, I can't tell you God's plan for your life, nor mine, actually. I just have to be obedient and right. walk through it. It's like Shakespeare's play, which Stacy's always talking about Shakespeare, all, all the world's a stage, and it makes so much sense. This was in uh, the wonderful sounds of yeah. Crossroads that's the, Community that's the elevator. This was in this was in Shakespeare's <laughs> work as you like at Act Two, Scene Seven. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women are merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. Every and one man in his time plays many parts. His acts being seven ages. It's pretty amazing. He goes through from the cradle to the grave. And it, it, the ages, and I, and I think it's it's that way uh, in our faith. When we have eternal life, when we are birthed into the kingdom of God, we'll, we'll live separate stages uh, till we reach the end. Uh, James tells us uh, in James 4.14, For your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, then it's gone. And then we ask how... how are you playing your part right. that God, what's the script that God has given you explicitly? He gives us all different scripts. He gives us all different gifts, abilities, and talents, and he expects us to use them for him. So, yeah. Well, that's going to be the triumphs and tragedies of faith. It's going to be a, a, a really good message this coming Sunday, and, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's full. When you start to think about all the different things throughout the past, throughout the, you know, we we hear, we we here in America uh, live a pretty posh life in a lot of ways. Oh my, yeah, and, well, you're um, exact. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you'd go to find another place like here. Yeah. And in 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 that very vein, let's be so attentive 
going back to what we talked about just just a few minutes ago to the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives so that we can do all that we can with the blessings that he's given yeah well and and you know you don't want to bring things up to frighten people or whatever but uh, it's imperative that we grow stronger and stronger in our faith because this world's going to continue to be anti-christ more and more yeah uh, I was reading uh, some stuff by Erwin Lutzer about the church in Babylon he likens in this book of the church now we're living in Babylon compared to, to what the children of Israel faced when they lived in Babylon as aliens mm. and you know the scripture talks about us being aliens but the issue is that the cross of Christ offends people and we live in a world today that all you have to do is say well it's warm out and it offends <laughs> it, it almost it it's 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 unbelievable where that triggers. has gotten to. How many triggers, right? It's just it's ridiculous. It really and, is. And here, it, even the state of New York has offensive laws that, if I say something that offends you, they there are certain groups that try to get that put into law where it's against the law to offend mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. and that's where we're going as a church. Yeah, the cross of Christ and the truth of God it is offensive. Is offensive. It is. That's it. Because you can't, it, it, it doesn't allow people to live like they want right. and sin like they want. He calls it out. Yeah. So that's offensive. So, I, and I think, you know, as the church continues to live in Babylon, I, I think it's going to get more difficult for us uh, as believers and as a church. And we really need to, to bond uh, together uh, in, in, in strength and, and with our hearts as we follow Christ. So. Yeah. Well, let's pray over the church right now, Pastor. Why don't you do that? Lord, we love you, and uh, I do pray for the church. And when I mention the church, Lord, it, it doesn't have denominations. It doesn't have stamps on it. It just has the blood of Christ that covers it. And that regardless of where we go, we are all one in you, that we are your children, and you do love us, and you don't see lines you just see one body and we're thankful for that so I pray God that we continue to follow your word that we're obedient and as we continue to walk into the future Lord as uh, that you guide and direct us and give us the words to say and help us to stand strong not in anger not in rebellion but in love for you Lord and uh, yes. uh, to, to stand in the gap with those people that we love and that we know Lord that we might be great representatives of you I love you, God, and I just thank you for Steve this morning and this podcast and all that will hear it. Uh, just ask your blessing upon it, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Well, blessings upon you each as you uh, hear this and uh, embrace what God is speaking to you about in your own personal life. If you have any questions at all at any time, you can, uh, of course, make an appointment uh, with Pastor or myself. Uh, others here on staff as well, and, and you can call in at 812-208, I'm sorry, 268. I was about ready to give you my own, which I had no yeah. problem with doing. But anyway, 812-268-0088, and um, make an appointment. Um, but, you know, um, it is just, it's good to be held by the Father. Amen. Uh, yep. To be in His his hands uh, for guidance and direction 
in his mercy and grace and um, it's good stuff well folks thanks so much for joining us here today we we uh, pray that your week uh, is going well but um, continue to just um, lift up uh, the the Lord as your is uh, as the one that resides over celebrate him continue to give uh, Jesus the authority in your life and uh, that is our prayer for you and um, also we're going to be coming back this next week um, with another podcast and um, we're going to be be looking forward to all that God has continually in store for Crossroads here in 2021 and beyond. Mm-hmm. So Amen. God bless you guys and we'll just uh, say goodbye for now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you.